everyone, and welcome back to Urban Wilderness, a podcast about wilderness survival. Today, we're talking about video games. Survival in video games. And I have a freaking guest today, Arliss, my friend. Hi, Arliss. Hey there. Tell my listeners a little about yourself. Uh, well, I uh, have been an avid gamer for basically as long as I can remember. I'm uh, playing many different types of games. Uh, anything from sports games to survival games to MMOs to first-person shooters. Just picked up a couple today. Very different uh, types of games. So, yeah, uh, all-rounded in the different types of games I play, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Let's start talking about some games. Firstly, Rust by Facebunch Studios. I haven't played it, but I watched a game overview on Polygon. I know you start the game naked. You have to, like, make your own pants. In the game, you go up against wild animals as well as other players, but there's a co-op mode where you can build small towns. I think that really improves your chances of survival. It, it really can, and then it also plays against you a lot, too. Um, it's You need to find a good core group that plays a lot because uh, a big part of the game is is raiding parties. And uh, I have run into situations where I've lost everything uh, by not playing for a couple hours or going to sleep at night and then found out that someone raided my uh, little camp that wasn't quite as secure as we all thought it was. And you lose a whole bunch of stuff with that. It's, it's a really interesting way that works. Oh, wow. Uh, Conan Exiles by Funcom. I played Age of Conan Hyborian Adventures, but not Conan Exiles. I've seen gameplay, and it looks like barbarian fantasy survival sandbox combination. It looks decent, and Funcom says it's easily their best-selling game. Oh, it's it's a great game, and I could definitely see it being a best-selling game, especially with it being free uh, with PlayStation Plus a few months ago. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it's, again, another game that starts you completely naked, and uh, really, really naked in that game. And <laughs> the biggest thing with that is, is after the survival aspect, you also get the colossus aspect. You can summon like these giant colossus, colossi. Is that how you say colossi to like uh, attack your enemy outposts, posts, or like defend your own. So it's got a really, really um, interesting uh, kind of gimmick to it. I'm not going to say gimmick, but they're interesting aesthetic to it. That's great. How to train your dinosaur? I mean, Ark Survival Evolved by Studio Wildcard. I played it as a demo one time, and I got tired of punching the bark off of trees. I assume the low-level grind is worth it in the end because of the world building. Like, you can have a dinosaur pet, very appealing to me. I take a good pterodactyl companion any day of the week, and they can fly. Yeah, I haven't played this one myself, but I have some friends that do. And, like, seriously, why haven't I played it? You get to play dinosaurs. get to, like, train dinosaurs and hang out with dinosaurs. Although I heard, uh, I'm not sure how it is now, but at the start, it was really hard to, like, actually get to that point. But, uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to ride a dinosaur? Pretty <laughs> so, awesome, I think. Exactly. The game tracks food, water, and stamina meters. Like in Rust, you have the option of playing with friends. Games are always better with friends. Yeah. Two games here. Banished by Shining Rock Software and Frostpunk by 11-Bit Studios. I played Banished and it was so freaking hard. Frostpunk seems like the same thing because weather plays such a huge role. Um, when even one death is a serious blow, it's hard to feel good about making decisions in this game. Yeah, I haven't played Banished myself. It looks really interesting. Uh, it seems more like a city builder kind of feel to it. Yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, Frostpunk, yeah, Frostpunk's full-on, like, survival. Like, you have to send your your troops out or your civilians out to, like, do little missions out in the world and make decisions, and, like, they could not come back at all. 
and that could completely screw you over. Like there's a few times I played where like there was just no chance I could win after a certain point. Yeah, well, I'm actually kind of bitter about how poorly I did in Banished, so let's move on. <laughs> I heard really good things about survival in Minecraft by, is it Mojang? Mo- uh, Mojang. Mojang. Yeah. Basics are hunger, thirst, and sudden death. Death while exploring or just running into monsters. I like the idea of such a vast world, creative endeavors, you know? You just need a mine and a farm, and you can literally build anything. It gives the player a choice and the chance to be creative. I found a great podcast called Farlands or Bust. It's a great listen. Kurt J. Mack really knows his stuff. Plus, there's Wolfie. Have you heard of it? Uh, Minecraft? Uh, heard of it. But uh, I'm going to be probably the only person on this planet that has not played it. It's it's a, the most popular game in the world, and I haven't played it. But I it looks amazing. The things people create in that game is insane. And the survival mode seems so intense. Uh, I've, I've had friends, like, break controllers and keyboards over the survival mode in that game, apparently. But uh, it's definitely one I really should... Why am I not playing that game? <laughs> Tell me about some of the great creations you've seen come out of Minecraft. Um, the, the coolest thing I've ever seen out of Minecraft was someone built a working uh, video phone. How that all works, <laughs> I don't know. But I watched a video of it, and he, like, was calling people, and you saw, like, a little video, like, really, like, slow... So rendering and stuff like that, but you can make calls and stuff in Minecraft. It just blew my mind. Oh, wow. I was going to say, like, Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> that is also cool. Don't be wrong. I see okay. someone do, like, the entire uh, map of um, Westeros and stuff, too. Like, people oh, go insane. Like, an actual map or, like, the intro map? Oh, like, the actual map of Westeros. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure to scale exactly. But oh, it's... <laughs> Mine- you can create whatever you want. It's insane. <laughs> I first heard about The Forest by End Night Games Limited on Polygon. It looks so cool. And here's the thing. You pretty much meet the tribals right away. There's a violent cannibal tribe, but they don't do anything. They just sort of stand there in the woods and watch you build your camp. And at first, you seek them out. They just they just vanish. It's the worst feeling in the world on your second playthrough, if you know what I mean. But I think it's a good gauge for inventory management. You start the game after you're in a plane crash, and you have the option of looting the crash site if you want to. Like, you can get an off-brand Bic lighter, pre-packed meals from the flight attendant food cart, and then it's just a matter of tying a rock to a stick and smooshing yourself a rabbit for dinner. (laughs) Seriously, the traps and fortifications you can construct do not look intuitive. The controls seem sort of hard to handle in the playthroughs I watched, which is a big deal when you consider how much of the game is you not getting eaten by cannibals. What do you think? I think, like, this was... I didn't play this one as much as some of the others, but, like, the the cannibal aspect was really interesting because, like, it was one of the few survival games that I felt fear in because... I, I felt like they were chasing me down and hunting me down. Like I, I had to like find caves to hide in and stuff like that. And then not the right, not the wrong cave because they could be hiding in that cave also. So it was definitely um, uh, more more leaning towards the horror aspect of uh, of survival games. Did you try building camps and stuff? I tried and failed several times. <laughs> not alone. I read a review for the forest on a website called Rock Paper Shotgun. The author said the game was a prime example of a video game genre called. I lost my son, but I don't really care. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about This War of Mine by 11-Bit Studios? I'm going to be honest. This looks like a game that I would lose sleep over. 
you have limited resources and you have to worry about food, medicine, fuel, and repairs. Woof, what a nightmare. You send out one survivor at night to gather resources and they come back with emotional scars like, oh wow, okay, you just had to do some shady stuff to get this can of beans and now you don't even have an appetite. That's pretty dark. Yeah, the the game is is very dark. It's it, it's a really intense game at certain points. Like, um, I still remember, again, sending a survivor out to what I thought was an abandoned house that had some people living in it and you have to make the decision you know, I need these foods, I need this medicine to help my people at my house, but if I take it, they could die. And, like, it's not just you thinking about that, it's them telling you that, uh, knowing they can't stop you. And, like, just, not just your character's emotion reactions to that, your own, like, of course, I, I left the stuff and one of my people died and I felt bad about that. And wow. it's, like, it's 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 a really intense game, especially with uh, a lot of the DLCs, like adding children and stuff like that, too, now. it's uh, It gets pretty crazy. I feel like if I played this game, it would physically age me. <laughs> I, it, re- it really would, yeah. <laughs> there is actually a Hey Ash, What You Playing episode on this war of mine, and it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Next is the famous Don't Starve by Cly Entertainment. I had fun watching Twitch streams of this game, a cute cartoonish style for a survival game, I think. It takes place in a forest full of monsters, both real and some dark hallucinations. You need food and building materials as well as tools. And you have to return to the safety of a campfire area after dark. But the adventure aspect of the game is alluring and rewarding. It makes wandering away from your home base totally worth it. There's also a co-op mode called Don't Starve Together. That's how I heard about this game. It looked pretty fun. Oh, Don't Starve is is so much fun. But it's one of those games that it gives you next to no information to begin with. And you end up like traversing into like hell or something like that. And like that's the end game stuff. And like it's... It's insane, and and you get really awesome hats. I, I like the like the spider hat thing I had at one point, and the fact that you can unlock different characters to play as in different run throughs, uh, really makes it interesting. So, did you play Don't Starve Together? I haven't played it together. I think I own it, but just never played with anybody. Okay. Uh, I want to shout out to Neo Scavenger by Blue Bottle Games, but I feel like I need to make it a priority to step away from the forest survival games. Um, I also I want to try Raft by Red Bee Interactive. Do you have any games to add to our list? Uh, I mean, Raft is an amazing one. It's uh, a little buggy, but a lot of fun. Uh, survival games. Actually, I don't really... Well, I, I, I wanted to shout out to The Last of Us by Naughty Dog. It's But it's very monster heavy, so that's why I didn't make the final cut of my list. My favorite part was bow hunting as Ellie in the winter chapter. Uh, survival in this game goes so much deeper than crafting shivs from duct taping scissors like together. <laughs> However, a lot of it is just that. Um, also, Horizon Zero Dawn by Guerrilla Games. It takes like everything I like about bow and spear hunting to the next level. I love the scavenging and the crafting elements from start to finish. But it's just an honorable mention for me because hunting the machines in the games depends so heavily on the knowledge you get from those big underground manufacturing facilities called cauldrons. And it's one of my favorites, but for that reason, I don't think it's that relevant. So do you have honorable mentions? Uh, some really good uh, survival games I played recently would be uh, The Long Dark. Uh, it was a really interesting one, mainly growing up in the winters of Alberta. 
because the entire game is like a, a winter landscape and you have to survive by like finding beans in a, uh, a cabins and stuff like that and uh, not just staying alive with food and, and water and stuff but also not freezing to death so you have to find fire nice that's really cool yeah uh, subnautica was really good again taking you away from the forest like you mentioned and uh, you're completely underwater not just uh, being having to worry about being breathing, but also like uh, how dark it gets, so you can't see everything. Plus, uh, you know, creatures trying to kill you. But you can tame a little fish in that game, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's great! Yeah. I'll post a link for the trailer for Raft on Twitter, as well as a link to Farlands or Bust, the uh, Minecraft podcast. Um, check them out. I also have an episode coming out soon about survival skills and the like in Fallout New Vegas. Arles, you liked New Vegas, right? Oh, New Vegas is awesome. That's why I'm so excited for The Outer Worlds coming out uh, by the creators of New Vegas. That game looking so good. <laughs> have you heard anything about The Outer Worlds? Oh, yeah. It's looking, It's it's very survival-ish, just like uh, uh, the Fallout series, uh, plus your... You know, the decisions you make uh, really affect the world around you, too. So That's really good. Um, in New Vegas, did you ever try beating Vault 22, the one with the huge plant mutants? Woof. It was, uh, it was misleading because you walk into this massive underground science lab and you expect to find abominations banging on plate glass windows like something out of a Dead Space game, and then it hits you. Wham! Plant monster in a toilet. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Who doesn't love plant monsters in the toilet? Well, you and I played the New Vegas DLC Honest Hearts, which takes place in the real-life Zion National Park. What did you think of that? Oh, it was really interesting, especially putting real-world kind of um, landmarks in the game. It uh, definitely makes you think about it a little differently. The scenery was crazy. It was so well done, and there were way more bears than I was expecting. I mean, Yaogwai? <laughs> But boy, did it raise the bar for me as far as visiting the actual Grand Canyon in real life. I'd be on a tour or something, and the guide would be explaining eons of steady, careful rock formation. And I'd just interrupt her like, where did Josh Sugarwood Graham fall in when he was on fire? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the game has immersive detail. If you're willing to surrender the skill points into the survival skill, hey, I know New Vegas was a great campfire recipes, but I don't think your uh, your playable character makes Blamco mac and cheese every time you eat it. Or are they just dumping a box of raw pasta and cheese dust into their mouth? Like, crunch, crunch, crunch. Mmm, tastes like the epitome of health. And your followers just look on in absolute horror. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, the, that's with most survivor game, survival games, right? Like, hey, I found this thing in a toilet. It's definitely safe to eat, right? This will make <laughs> me feel better and not, like, kill me and give me some disease. <laughs> Yeah, I'd really like to do the survival skill episode. Coming soon. Um, so you guys can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Urban, Wild, Urban Wilderness Podcast. And on Twitter, I'm at Urban Wild Pod. Um, do you want to plug any of your social medias? Oh, I'm okay. You're good? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, can I ask you about sign-offs then? Ah, oh, well, I mean, you always got to remember to keep your stick on the ice. Well, I'm not going to force it, so thank you for listening.